Hello everybody, it is Saberwolf, and welcome to another Friday Night Dice. Now today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we don't have our uh, session tonight. We've got a couple uh, things going on in the background. So tonight we're going to do something, like I said, a little bit different. We're going to be doing a little bit of a podcast. So talk about um, our characters, maybe talk about um, some monsters that we brought into the game, and storyline, and tracking, and just stuff like this. We're going to talk about what's going on in our Friday Night Dice campaign, which is every uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on my Twitch channel. Uh, but without further ado, we are joined by two of our guest cast members, I guess you could say. We're actually going to be joined by uh, by Paul and Sean. Hello, guys. How you guys doing? How's everything? How's it going out there? Oh, it's going very, very well. <clears throat> Right there at the end of the music. Cool. That's good. So like I said, we're going to talk about our characters a little bit, some storyline. Um, like, why did we choose specific abilities or spells? Uh, progression through is like whether we want to do it for story means or some of us like Leo, who does it by most optimal thing possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so without further ado, we're going to get right into, I believe we're going to talk about Toll first, right? Okay. Sounds like fun. So, uh, yeah, I'll wait till the character sheet comes up. <clears throat> so <laughs> this is Toll Morning Morningstar. And uh, just to preface it, um, we rolled for stats. So um, how I came up with this character is um, after we rolled, I rolled, my rolls were, roll one was a six. Ouch. Roll two <laughs> was a 17. That was nice. Roll three was a 12. Roll four was a 15, roll five was a 16, and roll six was a 12. I rolled really well. Um, so, you know, my my original thought going into this campaign was, uh, you know, I, I just wanted, you know, if I got to get one or two stats that were, you know, kind of beefy, I, I would be really happy, you know, and I'd, you know, I'd build something around that. But all these stats were really good. So, um you wrote better than I did. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that was the thing was like, uh, so what do I do? You know, so let me do something that I could probably never do. You know, it's just just not possible to mix a, you know, a cleric with a wizard. I mean, it's possible, but you're not going to have these numbers. Right. I mean, you could have a 13 in intelligence, maybe. Right. And, and you know, using the um, I'm, I'm a half elf. Right. I could have had a one point in intelligence and had a 14, but 16 is a lot better. Right. Uh, yeah, it's I a mean, whole it's, modifier it's just, stat boost there. Absolutely. So that was my uh, that was my thought uh, to mix, you know, two things that really don't go together. I always liked the uh, uh, the Tempest cleric. Um, I just think <laughs> they just have some pretty cool stuff that they could do. Um, so that that was my main block was uh, Tempest cleric, and then I pulled in wizard. Um, so, uh, I pulled in wizard because number one, I wanted a familiar. And if you follow this channel, you know, I think we all have familiars and, and, and they yeah. die often. Oh, the murderous tones of our familiars, my God. Yeah, I, I, I would love to know how many we went through so far, but it's, it's, that's gotta be closing in on a hundred <laughs> seems like it right uh i mean we've had days where all our familiars die and one gone but anyway um 
the cleric being, you know, they only get one, um, one attack. So I wanted to make sure that attack really worked. So uh, that's why I went with, you know, that's why I really wanted a familiar. All right. So that being said, um, you can see my stat blocks. Uh, I put the 17 uh, right into um, uh, wisdom. Uh, I believe I did that. Yes, 17. Yeah, and then I put uh, my two points uh, from half out into there. So I started out with a 19. And uh, at level 8, I took um, the uh, Elven Accuracy. And at level 4, well, let me go back, right? So at level 4, uh, I had to take Warcaster. There was just no no way around that, you know. So, uh, and then, you know, level 8 is... Uh, the Elven Accuracy, which bumped me up to a 20. And then moving forward, well, we'll talk about that later. Um, so with that being said, um, the DM uh, gave me a awesome weapon. Uh, what was it, about, what, two or three sessions ago? Yeah, the uh, Thunderstar. The Thunderstar. So, unfortunately, I can't pull, I can try to pull up here. Right. <laughs> And, and and also um, we also got some other cool stuff. And and, and do you want to bring up that other uh, the um, the uh, uh, actually here? Let me do this so you can see. I see the start my bad. <laughs> I forgot yeah, we got. Talent, I forgot the, it's a side uh, thing for D and D Beyond. So, yeah, uh, and so I mean, even before we go into this. Um, so we also, our DMs gave us a talent tree. Um, I don't know if anybody out there have used the talent tree, but, uh, it's, it, it, it Sean, what would you say? They're, they're like half feet. Yeah. It, a talent point is like a half feet. Right. So I already had Warcaster when we got our first one. So then I, I, I went into the capstone, which, um, I don't know if you could scroll down to that. Uh, which or, is it under? It's uh, all the way at the bottom. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> nope. Not that far. Just a little bit up. A little, a little oh, bit the more. Oh, right. forecasting? This one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, if you read under War Mage on the right-hand side, like I'm pointing like you can freaking see. Yeah, so... So if you look at that one, that second bullet point, right, you add bonus damage, right, to one damage roll of a cantrip you cast. This bonus is equal to the number of magic items to which you are currently attuned. So I like using Booming Blade. Again, I took Wizard, so I could use Booming Blade, right? So that gives me a plus three because I have three things always attuned. That's, um, that's like an Artificer-like flag, though, isn't yeah. it? I didn't even realize it was there, you know, and then when, when we got our, you know, when we got our stuff, I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> this is really good, you know? I, I wish I had this on Therese. Like, you know? <laughs> Therese would have been insane with that. Therese then, had talent points. Yeah. I know, but I didn't see that line. I didn't see the uh, based yeah, but off this of is your the magical capstone, items. Though. You got to remember, though, this is the capstone because you have to go through all, you know, you, this is the third thing on the, yeah. on the list. And I already had Warcaster, which gave me two of the things straight away so that's why i got to go to the, the capstone but then the next one is also pretty cool too right so when you deal acid cold fire lightning necrotic blah 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 right basically you uh with that weapon before the end of your next turn 
you deal an additional 1d4. So not only do I get the plus three on a cantrip, I get a 1d4 if I did damage the previous round, which normally, uh, Tolv, as you know, he likes turning on uh, Spirit Guardians. So um, there's always that. And if I do a Booming Blade beforehand, that's thunder damage, right? So these things add up. So um, that was my first talent point. And then my second talent point, I took spell, what did I took? I, I got the... Uh, it's just up one page, yeah. I believe. Let's go up like one page. Magic Initiate or... Yeah, it was like magic initiative, basically. And I, I basically took, um, uh, yeah, you learn one or more cantrip your choice from the class you choose. Uh, actually, no, it might be, no, I don't think it, was uh, it might be under Warcasting still, the, uh, the other one, Battle Spells. Battle Spells. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there it is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, so this, this is going back to why I got, um, uh, the, the weapon I got. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so, so you learn you learn two cantrips from any class. So my cantrips I chose was um, uh, let me get to my uh, what did I choose? I chose Shillelagh Shillelagh Thorn Whip. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thorn Whip's just a thing i mean yeah well no thorn whip it's gonna come it's gonna i'm gonna use it one of these days one of these okay it's gonna work one of these days but shillelagh is um basically um you change a wooden club or quarter staff you are holding imbued with the nature of power for duration you use your spell casting ability instead of strength for the attack which is wisdom, right? So now I'm now I'm attacking at plus nine. Sorry, I don't right? have five E tools ready for that. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, you get the point. So now I'm attacking uh, plus nine, uh, and it's a plus one weapon, so it's plus ten, right? So uh, this so it, and it's one D five. I'm sorry, one D eight plus five. But remember the plus three that I was getting. <laughs> so it's plus eight. Plus, it's a plus one weapon, so it's plus nine. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, not only that, but that weapon also, I think, like, I got four to six, I think, like, six uh, lightning, uh, two yeah, D6 six lightning. lightning. Yeah, right here. Yeah, I, I can only do that, like, uh, four times a day, though. But when it comes into play, it's pretty strong. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically my attack. So my, my, um, my process usually is I turn on spirit guardians and that's like the first thing I do. And it just puts on a bunch of damage and yeah. Yeah. Spirit guardians is definitely your go-to thing. Yeah. And, and you're, you're not, not, I got six level spells now, so I'm going to be turning it on at fifth level. Oh. So that's going to be five D eight, oh. I think. That's disgusting. <laughs> What level but, Spirit Guardians? Oh, for third level. Yeah. It's one of the better spells of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, that combined with 
you know, his attack can do a lot of damage in, in one round. Um, and if I crit with a um, lightning, it's really, really stupid. Which you also could do portent. So if you have a portent of right. 20, you can auto crit, which is great, ridiculous. Great point. Great, great point. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even bring that up. Yeah, so I'm a second level wizard, so I took portent. <laughs> So at the beginning of the day, <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> oh, by the way, there's more, <laughs> there's more. So important, as you all know, um, you know, you roll two dice in the beginning of the day, two D20s and it is what it is. But so one of these days I'm going to roll, I'm going to roll a nat 20 and it's going to be ugly. And I, I believe, let's see, my nat 20, if I roll a nat 20, it's basically with Thunderstar. And uh, using the 2d6 uh, lightning damage, it'll wind up being 2d8 plus 80 plus 10. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, is that including uh, Booming Blade? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The dice for 11th level? Yes. Yes. 11, 11th level. Yeah. Oh, 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 and by the way, yeah. I... Um. <laughs> The Tempest Cleric at uh, what was it level ten got Divine Strike, so which is a D eight, right? That's an extra D eight. So when I hit something, it's uh, to hit plus ten. I do one D eight bludgeoning damage, right? Two D eight booming blade damage and one D eight Divine Strike. So that's a total of four D eight plus if I hit something beforehand, that's that one D four comes into play. So I mean, these numbers just add up, and it's, like, ridiculous. I, I really didn't think it would be this strong. <laughs> For those of you out there, that's, like, by the way, the extra 1D radiant, that's, like, the olive on top of a sandwich. Um, but for those of you who think that Cleric is only meant to be, like, heal bots, this is the I, complete opposite. <laughs> I, I'm not that kind of Cleric. He's not that kind of Cleric. That's that. what we say it all the time. We don't have a healer in the party. No. <laughs> I think Ryan heals everybody more often. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know... I've, Adrian and Harley have thrown in some healing, too, with just potions. Well, potions don't count, though. I mean... <laughs> I, it really doesn't. You know, as someone who was on two failed death saves in the middle of a darkness blizzard, I disagree. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I again, uh, I, didn't, I didn't set out like my sole intention of this wasn't to be this optimized, but it is, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get away from it though. Cause when it's like in your face and I also like the Tempest Cleric, because at, you know, at six level, if you hit something with lightning, you knock them back 10 feet, which, yeah. which is fun. So, um, and I know if I could knock something back into a web, that'll be one of these days that's going to happen. I, I know for a while you were debating, uh, instead of divination, going for the lore wizard, taking magic missile, turning yeah. it into lightning damage. Yeah, yeah, and that then... would have been that would have been disgusting too. I think you know, I think that would have been fun. Um, so, because I, um, think... I asked Bailey, uh, you know, our, our our DM, so how do you count that? Do you count it as one missile? <laughs> You know, because then, you know, uh, was what is um, Magic Missiles, what, three? At first or, level? At first level, yeah. So I would knock something back 30 feet. 
I don't know. I don't know if it was just so much optimized. I think it was more snowball. I think is more is more the proper term for this build, which is appropriate for a tempest cleric. Yes, it is. Well, now at sixth level, or uh, I'm sorry, at his uh, at the level he is now, he gets um, uh, what's that new spell I got, which I'm really happy about, destructive wave. <laughs> which Bailey is not aware of this yet. He, he's kind of aware. <laughs> <laughs> that should be fun. Fifth level paladin spell. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much Tolv, I mean, and his background story. Uh, do you want me to get into that? or? Yeah, sure. Uh, we can get back into his background story, too. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so he's from Luskin. Um, and... His so what I, what I thought would be fun, you know, to think about was, you know, what if uh, his parents were adventurers and they met adventuring and, you know, they stopped adventuring and settled down and that's basically his background. So his uh, his mother is like a 17th level wizard, and his father is a 18th level cleric, and they teach in the academy. And well, his mother teaches in the academy, and the father is the, you know, the abbey. Um, his father's human, and his mother's an elf, and that's how Tolv came about. And if you, you notice his name, Tolv, I just rearranged Volt. <laughs> and Leo refuses to call him anything other than Volt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even Ryan knows to call him Tolv. I mean, he's not even educated. <laughs> And I always, uh, so I, and I know I don't use Toll the Dead uh, cantrip very often, but I like saying Toll the Dead. <laughs> uh. Eh, come on. <laughs> um, so his, you know, that, that's basically Toll. I mean, is any other questions uh, that you guys have for him, uh, you know, or anything? Now he's got a 19 passive perception. <laughs> I guess, I guess, where's the direction of 12 going in? Because I know we're all kind of bound by the fate of this stupid relic right now that we right. ultimately kind of want to get rid of next session, we hope. Which we're we, probably we'd love to get to rid of this it. thing. I mean, but it just seems like that's our, every time we try to get rid of it, it's something else happens, you know, where we yeah, can't get right. rid of it. So uh, where, what his direction is, um, what do you mean? Like um, like where, where I see him going uh, the next ASI or... Yeah, like we're we're, we're like how much more snowballing can we get? Can we get to complete avalanche here or? I I don't know because I've been thinking a lot about what to do, and I was thinking tough might be fun, right? That might be a good one. Um, we are in the so... line, so yeah. Well, next level we uh, told would get uh, divine intervention, right? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, just that old thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh... I mean, success rate with that? Eh. You never know. Yeah, And this is current level, too. This is current level 12 we're talking about. This is 11th level 12. Um, we're yeah. going up to 20. Yeah, we're going to 20, so... <laughs> a lot more, uh, more needs to go. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks for reminding me, too, because... Um, 
So originally when I came up with this thing, I was like, you know, there's that thing called chromatic orb and it's a first level spell, right? Mm -hmm. So if I could cast that at a decent, you know, with a decent modifier, which right now he's at a plus seven, right? Right. Um, and I have my channel divinity, which, which basically says, you know, if you're uh, dealing uh, electrical damage or lightning damage, rather, or thunder or lightning damage, you could just uh, do the full damage instead of rolling. Right. So. Uh, so let's just look like at what a fourth level chromatic orb is 68. Right. So if we, uh, you know, you know, if we, if we straight away, that's, that's, I could just throw 48 points of damage right on you, you know, and just, if you crit, it's, that's really ridiculous. So. Yeah, it is. And with Elven accuracy. Oh, Yeah. Oh wait, that, there's more. No wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, inaccuracy. But oh, God. You, you know, Bailey. But Bailey keeps us in check, though. I gotta say, you know, well, DM keeps keeps us in check. He has monsters and villains and things out there that, when we go to cast a spell, oh, by the way, it was you know, I Bailey has kept a good challenge for us up until. Nicholas came in as a guest character. Yeah. 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 And it's not even Nicholas. It's Knight's Honor. Yeah, that Knight's Honor was ridiculous. My God. And and Leo tried to kill us, I think. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that was close. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, All right. Well, we're going to move on to, uh, to uh, Sean's character now. He's going to talk about uh, Adrian. We'll we'll ah, say we'll yes. save your other character for last, as a little like extra. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll talk we'll talk about uh, Adrian here. All right, Adrian, Adrian Amadel, loyal taskmaster of the Zintarim. When I was first building Adrian. I had no idea about character. I was just like, no, no, I had a tiny amount. I was like, this is a backup character. So yeah, how, this, is, this is technically his backup character, everybody. <laughs> technically. So how funny would it be if this backup character was literal backup provided by one of the great factions? So that's basically his whole story is... He's here because the Zintarim tell him to be here. Not that I don't think we really know that, right, uh, Paul? I don't uh, think we really know. I don't think so. I think here. he's he's not made it secret. That's I mean, true. And you we have built us out too. We just recently stopped calling him thief. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he graduated. Uh, and then for the mechanics, it's. I built him around being a rogue with Boom and Blade. It was Point By, right? He was built with Point By. All of his... Uh, so he's just a straight rogue arcane trickster. 
Arcane Trickster gets him a familiar because we needed more animals. Ryan's the only one that doesn't really have a familiar. Yes, he can summon a horse, but it's not really a familiar in the sense of that everybody else has, so yeah. <laughs> but also, the familiar is a reliable source of advantage, which means I can reliably get sneak attack. And because Adrian is a high elf with elven accuracy, that's triple advantage. <laughs> ah! <laughs> which, by the way, your sneak attack is at 66 right now, right? It is at 6d6. Booming Blade is at 2d8. So I'm rolling at least nine dice every time I hit. Yeah, Adrian Adrian has put some damage on some people. Yeah, he's he's not he doesn't reach the heights of damage that our paladin and the others get. But he he gets pretty high damage every round. Right, and and until he misses three times against a dragon. Yeah, that, well, 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 you were feared at the time. Oh my really. god. That so... was before I was afraid. That was crazy. Oh, no, no, yeah. right. you weren't afraid when you missed. That's right. So yeah, that no, was I just rolled terribly. For, the, oh for everybody, if anybody's listening besides us, <laughs> that, was when, that was when we were doing uh, Lost Mine of... Uh, Lost that was the finale Fendelver. of Lost Minds Fendela, like the, right? The, the against the green finale, dra- yeah. against the adult green dragon Venom Fang, and um, that, so Adrian Adrian had some issues. Adrian had some issues, oh. but he still contributed to the fight using his spell casting because he doesn't have much, but you know, silent image, invisibility—that's all you need. Yeah, pretty much. I I think he does special things with his mage hand. He does special Arcane Tricksters get the mage hand Legion de Main, which just allows it to well, it turns it invisible and it lets you remove and put items into containers, pour out vials uh and disarm traps and locks from a distance yeah ranged thief stuff (laughs) so i've used it to most recently tie a person's shoelaces together in our campaign no no yeah in the fight fight with ketbia i tied the mate i tied the nerd (laughs) tied up the nerd I don't even remember that. What? It it didn't come up. But I did use it to untie Hartley. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, as far as uh, this Adrian, this character sheet, I have him here at level 12 because I already know that next level I will be taking the skill expert feat for plus one to constitution. Get me nice 12 more hit points yeah which is a little yeah, i mean you're better than your other character was you I mean you're, <laughs> you're a tick shy of 100 so a tick shy of 100 yep uh it's also i'm also gonna take whatever skill we need i think survival is the one we need most uh survival's what uh <sighs> wisdom 
Yeah. You already I have mean, it. You already have it checked off, though. I, that's that's what I. Oh, you're talking about expertise. Well, that's that's what I, on the character sheet here. I have it as expertise and survival, because skill expert gets you that. Yeah. But it can go to any skill we need it in. I just think survival's the one we need most. Well, I mean, if if Le if Leo is gonna take. Um... Um, teleportation circle, which is what he's planning to do. Um, which he's done. Which he's done, I guess, by now. Um, I don't think survive because we're not going to be traveling as much as we used to. Like by laying it, I mean we still have to, like, because not every single town has a teleportation circle. Right. So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe might not I, let us use it. Maybe I should just go for that plus nine in religion. <laughs> Wait, wait, you're proficient. You're proficient in religion. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. no but skill expert gets you a proficiency in a skill and oh, expertise. Right. So you can just pick one. I mean, nature maybe. I don't. Let's well, because we don't need no. We, we don't. Uh, animal handling I, isn't really you. If I took expertise in nature, I would be. Only slightly better at nature than Ryan. Only because of the crown. Still counts. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, I'll I'll bounce around what skill we need, but that's that's what I'm going with is whatever skill we need. I have expertise in it now, <laughs> and with reliable talent. That means whatever skill it is, it's going to always roll at least an 18. 10 on the die, plus 8, plus my ability modifiers. Rogues, man. Rogues. What's with a thousand bull bearings? That, wait, wait, wait. Okay, talk about this one. You have a thousand bull bearings? That is part of the burglar kit. It's not super useful, but it could technically knock people prone. Yeesh. I like I, I could use that with my mage hand as a bonus action. Um, I'm gonna bring Paul back in here because when we did a one shot one time, uh, you had this ridiculous Bowman build. Yeah, that, om that almost one shotted my BBG. On oh, my one shot. Yeah, that's why. In our next campaign that we're talking about already, Sean is going to run it, and I've already said I am not going to play Gloomstalker. I, I would love to, but <laughs> oh my god, it's banned from the table. Uh, uh, it's not it, banned, but... It, it's just, wow. He really... I didn't realize, you know... But you try not to optimize, but that's what happens, you know? It's one of you, those things where if you have a Gloomstalker in the party... You have to throw gloom stalkers at the party. Yeah, gloom stalkers are only countered by gloom stalkers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So <laughs> if uh, if you all know about gloom stalkers, they get that first that first round nuke is like ridiculous. Uh -huh. I mean, I forgot how much points, how much damage I put on your big guy, but oh, it, it was, was like a hundred. It was it was ridiculous. It was like a hundred at level five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were only like level five, right? 
Uh, no, you guys were like level no. like seven or eight, actually. So it must have been eight, seven or eight. Yeah, you guys were seven or eight, which I because I think I had two levels way more than I could chew because that was the first time I ever DM too. So yeah, because I think I had two levels of that was it because I think I had two levels of fighter, so I action surged, (laughs) (laughs) and that's what that's what kind and and you know now with monsters of the multiverse you can make that build even worse by making it a bugbear. Yes. Get we're, another two d six on every attack. We'll, we'll save. We'll save the brokenness <laughs> of the new bugbear in another podcast. <laughs> Everyone knows it already. I know, but yikes! <laughs> bug. Okay, yeah. Bugbear path of the giant is. What? <sighs> yeah. So you guys reminded me though. Huh? Next ASI. I. I think I was going to take a resilient con is what I was probably, that's what I was kind of yeah. leaning towards. Adrian yeah. ended up taking resilient con because uh, I failed a few too many con saves. Yeah, Ryan's got I it. mean, first my wisdom. <clears throat> uh, Har- even Harlequin has, we all have resilient con or we just have constitution <laughs> proficiency. Yeah. It's, it's, ne- it's needed. Especially when our DM keeps throwing blight and cone of cold at us. It's where the portent comes in real handy. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 the clockwork amulet. Oh yeah, um, we didn't even talk about like our magic, magic items. <clears throat> I, Adrian's magic items are plus one short sword. Uh, the dragon, a dragon bow. The dragon bow is interesting because I do more damage with the short sword. And the short sword has a better chance to hit. However, though, if your familiar's dead, and uh, what was it, Tasha's that that allows steady uh, aim. Steady it's... aim is, is, I think, is fantastic for rogues. Which you have Technic- used. I have used it in melee yep. too. With yeah. the, but that's right, you did use it. With but you know, it's really hard to do. I have to start and end my turn next to an enemy. Which you know, I have. Decent health, but I don't want to be up in melee. Yeah, but you can still do as a role. You still have uncanny dodge and stuff like uncanny that. Uncanny dodge. Get you out of, I like, have damage shield. Stuff like I have that. silvery shield. barbs. Yeah. I, so you have other tools that you can I have use, even though you just set of magic and armor that lets me move away from an enemy. Mm-hmm. And I, I have the the spider staff. <laughs> I don't use it as often as I probably should, but uh, man, that's spider stuff! My goodness, that's like the of all the things we've had in this game. I think that's been the most influential item we've had. I, I have it's to probably been less agree. influential with in Adrian's hands. Yeah, we and, and you know, if you're new listening, so uh, long, long time ago when we were playing Lost Vines, <laughs> long, long um, time ago. <laughs> The uh, Leo was the DM, and for some for some silly reason, <laughs> oh, Ray Spider stuff is on here. Uh, it's not on this one. Oh, okay. No, go ahead, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, no, he just gave us. I'm, we're all my computer's all locked up, so I don't he, know. <laughs> yeah, the oh. DM gave us the Spider stuff because well, yeah. it's it's in the Lost Minds of Fandelver. Yeah. yeah. Two charges to cast web. 
from 10 charges. <clears throat> that, was, that was one of the things that got us out of the... That's the other thing that got us out of the vampire fight, because we do, like... We have 12 with the Spirit Guardians doing a whole entire area where things are webbed on top of that. Moving so now they're locked in speed. place, and they're double reduced movement speed because it's double, like... Because web lowers your movement, right? I think because it's difficult it's terrain. It's difficult terrain. And then also we get difficult terrain from the spirit guardians on top of that. Well, it's not difficult terrain. It's specifically their movement speed is half. Oh, movement speed is half. Yeah. So actually, it's it's stacked them. It does stack because so it's it a separate thing. So you go from a thirty to a fifteen to a seven and a half. <laughs> uh, seven and a half. But I want to say we're working on the uh, rule, which is the baseline rule. Where you can, if you have any leftover movement, you just move to the next square. You yeah. round up. So ten. Yeah. So you still so it's reduced from ten. Thir but it's still reducing it by like two thirds. Yeah. Which is a significant amount. So then the fun part is if I could do lightning damage, if I hit you with lightning, even if you resist. All right. So because I have uh, ten feet away. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> 10 feet away. Right back into the web. Right back into the web. Right Go ahead and start your turn. Go back where you started. <laughs> Use all of your movement to get back. And hey, that's a booming blade, so you take damage for moving. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's one thing I haven't used. I haven't used booming blade a lot, which I do have access to. I just haven't, I just haven't used it. Or used uh, well, it. it's not as good when you have extra attack. Yeah, that's true. It, it doesn't, yeah. It's good on a rogue. It's good on a cleric. It's not. It's good if you are a blade singer and can extra attack anyway, because blade singers don't care. So it's good for everybody but me, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If there was a fighter, uh, yeah. It's it's if you have one it's good attack, for an eldritch knight, where you can attack as a bonus action after using it, or if you have warcaster. And something moves out of your, and yeah. you get an you know opportunity to attack, because then you can use your cantrip. It's it's not good on it's not good if you have extra attack though, because it's just it doesn't meet the same damage as attacking twice. Yeah, if you only got one attack, it's not the way to go. Yeah. So what about the story? Like, what direction is uh, Adrian going to go in here? Because, I mean, he kind of just jumped in this party who has this ridiculous... The reason why you're in this party is because the Zentarum know about this relic that this group's carrying around with them. Now you're one of the protectors of it. Where is Adrian going to go from here? Uh, that's a... Well, we'll see next session when he... Uh starts telling things to the Zintarum about what's been going on. Are we splitting the party while we're in Waterdeep? Is that what's going to happen? That's not... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we already know we're going to meet... We have, we have to meet up with... Um, you guys can meet up Harlequin's with Brigandaire and Jarlaxle. Yeah, Jarlaxle. Yeah, we meet yeah. Jarlaxle. I'm going to go try and get an audience with Manchun and... Oh, God. <laughs> Tell him that the Red Wizards have the Hand of Vecna. Because that's kind of a thing we haven't mentioned to anyone yet. 
We don't have the hand. We have the eye. We have the, no, yeah. no. He's saying but the, the red, red wizards wizard. have the hand, but they okay. know we. The, and they know where the eye is. Yeah, Man, Manchu knows we have the eye. Like our group has the eye. But he doesn't know that the red wizards have the hand. Right. We do now. He now they he will if we get to that point next next session. Yeah. Um, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna then, write. You know. I'm a, I'm presuming that the Zindarm will do something super shady, and we'll see if Adrian lets that slide or has a break with his faction. Um, as far as the build goes, I think he's just going rogue all the way. He might take some levels in fighter. Yeah, because that's the other thing. You're the only one that's a single class. Everybody's multi-class except for you. Yeah. Uh, it's... Well, he doesn't have the stats to multi-class into anything other than fighter. Right. And that's what, that's what I was saying, like, in the beginning when I rolled for stats, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I yeah. could do anything, you know? So, and it's kind of fun being mm -hmm. two things, you know? I mean. It's just, you know, every, anytime I multi-class, I'm cutting down that sneak attack, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm losing out on dice. And I need to get to at least level 15 for proficiency and wisdom saves. Yeah, but like a single or like a one or two level dip into something is not going to hurt you fully. No, I mean, I'm going to do probably two or three levels in fighter. So your max is 17, which means you're only like uh, one. That's still only like one sneak attack die from max. So it's one sneak attack die from max, but it. The the tough part is the level 18 rogue feature is that nothing can ever have advantage against you. I oh, yeah. It is nice, but... It's nice. That just but, is it of, just... but is it... Is it as worth getting one of those fighter subclasses? Like, maybe I could... I don't know. I, I was thinking champion. I mean... Uh, Battlemaster. No, I, I already have, I already critically hit one in every six attacks. All right, that's fair. Battle that's Master. fair. But then Battlemaster, Battlemaster, or uh, Battlemaster. I, I think it's Battlemaster. It's Battlemaster or, or Echo Knight. Echo Knight. I was just gonna say Echo Knight. And may maybe Arcane Archer. Specifically for grasping oh, arrow, I brought that one up, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, <laughs> like, I what just else don't is like he doing though." I mean, I just don't like the—I don't know—I just don't like arcane archer. It's just it. What do you get? Like dipping the gloomstalker. It was like, yeah, yeah. Well, forget <laughs> about it. Seriously, you dip into gloomstalker, and Bailey's going to be. But you can't because of wisdom, right? I don't have the. I've gotten have wisdom, point off so of the wisdom. I, actually, I think that was my original character. I was thinking about making a gloomstalker for this. Oh, not, not again. Yeah. No, this is way back when when we first. Who was your gloomstalker from our campaign? Who was uh, from my one shot? It was Taco, right? Was Taco. Taco. Yeah, Taco. Yeah. Taco, the gloomstalker assassin fighter. <sighs> Yeah, Taka was pretty uh, pretty nasty. Yeah, I was definitely yeah. reconsidering my place as a DM after that. 
Well, it didn't help <laughs> that the other characters you got were uh, also optimized to the max. Oh yeah, God. we're we're you know, <laughs> I, I try to say we we don't like to optimize, but yeah, we're optimized everywhere. I, I tried to get you guys. Adrian is. Adrian is very strong, but he's not fully optimized. Fully optimized, he would have been an Aladrin, so that he would have started with his misty that misty step ability. Eight o'clock and all's well. So um, <laughs> I just looked up my taco build, and it was a level five ranger, level three rogue. Yeah, that was where all the damage came on that first hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wasn't it a crossbow expert? Uh, it was know. a sharpshooter. I know that. Yeah, sharpshooter. Yeah, it was sharpshooter. So, yeah, because he had plus ten on all the freaking damage he was doing too. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if you want to, <laughs> you want to really, if you want to that... just absolutely destroy your DM's solo boss encounter, psyche. Is there psyche for that matter? <laughs> I. This is why I won't. Like, like when Sean is going to do the next campaign, I'm like, I would really like to play Gloomstalker, but I'm not going to because I don't think it was fun for everybody else, right? I mean, yeah. it was like, yeah, I got to do what I got to do, but still, you know, I don't yeah. think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everybody, you know, uh, oh, well, I hit this thing for one hit point and <laughs> the campaign's and over, you know? The first character you submitted to me was not a gloom stalker it was a blood hunter blood hunt it was ridiculous oh that's right yeah. it was a blood hunter that might as well have been a gloom stalker because it was attacking three times with like a plus 10 to hit at level four. Oh, yeah what is wrong with you man I, you know what? I see the numbers. <laughs> I see big numbers. <laughs> I see the numbers, and I, you know, I try to, you know, do the best you could do. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, some people like to just play the role, you know, the role playing game, right? Where, you know, oh, this guy is from here, or they do that, or whatever. You know, I, I just, you know, I'm. If you're going to put it out there, I need to take advantage of it, right? I mean, <laughs> it's there, but. Listen, my next character, I already told you what I think I'm going to be playing, so he's not going to be an optimized character. Neither is mine, for that matter. (laughs) Well, he'll be semi-optimized. Well, one one of our characters will be optimized by virtue of being a moon druid. That right. Well, that's, yeah. (laughs) Well, Leo Leo can't help himself. No, Leo cannot help himself. (laughs) And Leo will optimize... I don't think anyone's up. Op- I think Leo's the only one optimizing for damage. Yeah, my, my we'll talk. My I mean, char- we'll talk about our characters for his campaign another day. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I know that mine is not definitely not optimized at all. <laughs> not even close. Here's the secret, though. They don't need to be optimized. No, don't. Okay, yeah, you don't need to be. You don't need to optimize your sheet to have fun. Play something that you're comfortable with, that you feel like you want to roleplay as, or just pretend to be. That's when you're going to get the most enjoyment. Not just throwing up, like, over 100 damage and making your DM cry. Although some people do get entertainment from that, but... (laughs) Also, Leo's optimizing will uh, 
all be for naught when I hit him with heat metal. <laughs> ah, don't do not. You better not do that to me. <laughs> I make no promises. No. Heat metal is going to be the number one counter to our entire party. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the, the druid, all of his wild shapes are made of metal. Uh, all right. Are we all set with Adrian? <laughs> Going back around I, I, to Adrian again. I don't think there's much to say about Adrian beyond that. He's he's an arcane trickster. Uh, he, yeah. He does some creative plays. That he does. That he does. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, you know, that mage hand does some interesting things. Uh, as it's I, fun. I gotta keep Bailey guessing. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, I know I did a uh, video on my guy, Ryan Yanari. I mean, I already did a um, video on this on him already, so I won't be getting into too much detail, and you guys can chime and ask me questions of which, why, why, how, how, when, you know. But uh, Ryan, his whole shtick is he came from, um, I forget the area he came from now in Faroon, but it's uh, way down south. Kalamshan. Yeah, Kalamshan. Thank you. And uh, he kind of migrated north to find a path because he was visited by um, by um, <laughs> my brain's just going blank. Yeah, no thank Banyan. you for this. The Nabanian. We might have another video on, by the way. So if you want to learn about Nabanian, check out that video as well. Uh, but Nabanian, uh, who is like a lion deity, and he was visited by them because he wants to bring the Leonin back underneath Nabanian after the uh, spell plague and all. And uh, that corrupted Nabanian, and then uh, Malar kind of twisted um, some of his follow some of the followers of Nabanian away from him. So, and the whole and this is actually canon how Leonin do not believe in deities. At least like ninety five percent of them don't, which is why you don't see many Leonin uh, paladins or clerics. Well, in order for this art world, which you do customize a little bit, everybody customizes their tables some way somehow. So for Ryan. He gets visited by Debanian and they try to be the pillar to bring them back together. <laughs> the problem with Ryan is, however, I'm going to turn this off for now, is that I rolled stats. I did not roll very well. Because <laughs> I rolled a five as one of my stats. Um, I did roll real well in strength and constitution. And I had some help with feats and all and like that. And I had charisma too. So I got my three pillars of, of being a paladin. But I rolled an 8 in Wisdom and a 5 in Intelligence, so I end up with two dump stats. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the credit of intellect <laughs> on this guy. Because I actually bumped him up to 19, which makes him, I think, the second smartest person in the party, actually? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, what's Toll's intelligence? No, I, I'm a 16. And he's 16. I think Harlequin, yeah. I think, is the smartest. Harlequin has a, has a 20. You have a 19. Yep. 20, 19. <coughs> you're, 16. You're, both are 16. Uh, Adrian's at 12. Oh, Adrian's 12? I thought... I thought Arcane Trickster, I thought it'd be higher. Yeah, I don't use anything that has spell attack rolls or DCs. That's true. Yeah, yours is more... It's more like a utility belt for Adrian. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the whole thing about Ryan is he's a glory paladin divine soul sorcerer for a second class. And the reason why I did that is um, Pally Lock didn't really fit 
the build I was going for or the background I was going for for Ryan, per se. And it's more of, it's more of a divine thing because when you think warlock, you think like uh, Raven Queen and Shadow and making packs with fiends and devils and stuff like that. It that's not really and and some of the uh, warlock add-ons for the abilities didn't really fit with the build I wanted to go for. So I went with Sorcerer. And the other caveat to that, and the reason why I have it leveled up an extra level, because everybody's at level 11, I'm at level uh, 12 for this demonstration, is that his shtick is being able to cast Haste as a bonus action using sorcery points from Metamagic. It's by using Metamagic, which is... Um, I don't think I put it on this sheet... But I think it's like what's called rapid cast or something like that. Uh, a quicken, quicken spell. Quicken quick spell. Um, so quicken spell allows me to spend two sorcery points out of the three you would have, and cast uh, haste as a bonus action, which allows him to get him to twenty-two AC, gives him ninety movement speed. <laughs> so he literally can hit anything on the field because he's all melee. And also gives him a third attack, so he actually able to attack three times, which is really going to burn through the spell slots. <laughs> I just realized when I leveled him up for a third level sorcery, he actually gets a fourth level spell slot now. I don't know how that happened. Do you guys know? Um, third getting a third level in soul sorcery, give me a fourth level slot. Because I have it here now. Oh, you probably got it from uh, being a paladin. No, paladin will only be third. Paladin is nine, which is a fifth level spellcaster. Oh, it would be uh, and fifth. then three levels of sorcerer gets you up to an eighth level spellcaster. Okay, so that tracks then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, now he has a fourth level slot for uh, smiting and all now. So I, and then two more paladin levels, and you'll have a fifth level slot. Yeah, which is I believe the path I'm going to go with after this. I think I'm going to drive uh, paladin all the way through to uh, 17. I think, which okay. will boost the auras, his two auras that he has. Which will actually get you six level spell slots. Yeah, but you can only spend up to five though. I believe. Yeah, but um, you can upcast yeah. something. Oh yeah, I could definitely upcast uh, some things. I mean, I mean, most of his spells are utility because you're a paladin. Other than casting haste and maybe an emergency revivify, all your spell slots are pretty much going to smites, <laughs> and that's where it, that's where the core damage is coming from. He also gets a I believe he also gets a one d eight because it's like the cleric with Tolves' uh, character. He gets the additional one d eight automatically. What level with, is that? That's Paladin level 14? 13? Uh, Is that Divine Smite? Yeah, It's improved Divine Smite. Yeah. There's also Cleansing Touch that you get at, I want to say, 14 or 13 to end any spell on a creature. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you would get all that. So that's why I'm focusing that way. I mean, ultimately, Ryan's entire build would actually be um, level like, I don't know, it's like 24 or something like that. It's, it's kind of stupid, his full entire kit, because it would actually get wings from Sorcerer too at some point. 
Because you get flying, you get a flying speed from divine sorcerer people. So, that, well, that would be no. That's 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 a level in the thirties. Oh yeah, yeah. We have to go in the thirties for that. I don't think we're going that high level. No. But yeah, I need I, to, but I need a three level dip in the sorcerer in order to get the meta magic so I can quicken the spell because because uh, being a glory paladin, glory paladin actually gets haste as a spell for that uh, sub for that subclass. Hmm. And so I wanted to be able to quicken that spell so I'd be able to cast haste and do my actions of attacking things on the same turn. I didn't want to ca cast haste, okay, but now, and just sit there for a whole turn and do nothing. So that's the other reason why I picked Sorcerer, the whole Divine Soul Sorcerer, because it is a divine <clears throat> being helping him give him the spells and stuff like that. So it's kind and it's of more like Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> It's I don't not... know about being optimized. I mean, well, okay. It's like a, it's like an A tier. It's like this is like an A tier build. It's not an S tier build. It's the difference between being power gaming and optimized. So which would this be? So this would be optimized. Okay. You you're optimizing the concept. You're not changing the concept to fit your power gaming. Right. So that's that's where I go with it is, you know, optimize as hard as you want as long as you're not sacrificing your concept. Yeah. And the other and the other layer to this whole concept of this build because well, I'm because the haste is a concentration spell, so I have to be able to maintain that spell while I'm in the middle of combat. Which is why you don't want to drop haste. Yeah, because of all the, spells, you of all don't spells you don't want to drop haste because you just in with the with the um, caveat of uh, dispel magic, which I hope somebody would be able to counterspell it or silvery barbs it or something. <laughs> well, we're not going to be able. It's, it's there's no roll. Mm. It's just counterspell. Um, so I did take uh, two things. I took warcaster, which gives me advantage on those concentration checks, and I also took um, the. Uh, Oh, shoot, it's not on the sheet. Uh, yeah. It's not on the sheet there. But I also took um, Resilient in uh, Constitution, which allows me to may have, have Constitution be a uh, proficiency for saving throws and, and also bump my Constitution up from 17 to 18, which now gives me a plus 11 to Constitution saving throws at advantage. <laughs> so... Literally, it's very hard for Ryan to fail those saving throws. Mm -hmm. In order to maintain. So, um... so let me ask a question. Sure. How long have you had your uh, your plate armor? Well, I well this <laughs> not well. I got the new armor. I do have uh, <laughs> the uh, mithril armor, which we got later on. I don't right. remember when we got the mithril because I had plate armor from the beginning. So, and I know I don't know when we started doing the um, the podcast, but way back when, oh. our our first DM uh, gave us uh, was some weapons or something, some magic weapons, and we traded it. We traded. I know we traded them in for two suits of uh, plate yeah. for you and me. Yeah, for Tolv and and Ryan and. And your sword you've had since, oh, I think... Sword I've had since second or third session. 
<laughs> no, I think no third or fourth session because we wandered around that map for a little bit before we yeah. went back to yeah wherever the eye was located because we had to solve a riddle in. And we did it. And we did. And that's when I got the sword. It's because the sword was with the eye. No, the sword. Right. No. No, I got the sword. You got the sword uh, north of Luskin up in Parabor. Which is where we learned about the eye. Oh, yeah. I knew it, knew it was something with the eye. Like, those two things kind of happened in similar, like, at the same time. Yeah, no. Uh, the sword came with the plot hook. <laughs> yeah. And I've had that, that has been my weapon ever since. Like, we even picked up crystal swords. We have yeah. your um, hammer that you're using. That crystal sword is really nice. It's really nice. It's, it's really nice. I, I'm sure we could pick initiative. up a flame tongue. <laughs> See, my sword I use is has a plus two. It's only a plus one sword, basically. But it gives me a plus two to your initiative. My initiative is only a plus one. <laughs> so having the extra two does help a little bit. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And the crystal sword, which I believe was uh, three or four charges, you could heal yourself. XD something, I think it was. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, and damage. Yeah, and damage too, but yeah. my thing was, like, well, I do have Lay on Hands. I also have um, the Glory Paladin's ability to uh, uh, Divine uh, Channel Divinity give myself temporary hit points mm -hmm. when I smite as a bonus action. So I was like, well, I have other things that can give me the health back. So I was like, eh. so that's why I didn't take the crystal sword ultimately, really. And, uh, Story-wise, where do you think Cryon's going? Well, one of the things is actually a spoiler, which you guys don't know about. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, which actually might be happening next session, I think. If, Sounds if, like if, next if, session's uh, going to be eventful. If, if Bailey is going to do this, because Bailey and I had had this discussion four months ago, actually, uh, about Ryan's direction. And, yeah, um, it, it, it's going to change things quite a bit for Ryan. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm actually excited on where it's going to go, especially of what just happened last session um, when... Um, Basically, all the parties know that we have this eye thing that we're carrying around, pretty much. So I'm really excited where if if he does do this, it really is going to go because unfortunately um, I can't say where his direction is going to go in that spam. But I mean, ultimately, but Ryan's been struggling with the whole like weight of the whole eye because he's been carrying the eye since before, um, since before we got to uh, Silvery Moon. Yeah. So he's been carrying this thing for like over a month and a month and a half, almost two months now. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any like saving throw to like urges to use the eye. Like, is there? Uh, no. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. I, I no. mean, you can't see in Tolf's head, but he, he knows better. I think everybody now, in the party knows better. Leo's character might not. 
Leo's character might not, but of the of yeah. all the people in the party, I think we trust uh, Harlequin the least. Probably, especially when she's popping out demons and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Leo. We're just talking about the character here. When I was when I was uh, editing his character sheet to make Elven accuracy work, I saw that he listed her alignment as lawful evil. And I'm like, I it gave me pause, and I was like, yeah, no, it actually makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, I know I changed, I changed Ryan's actually alignment because I actually had it incorrect when he when we first started the campaign. He's actually neutral good, not lawful good. Mm. Uh, that was an error on my part because of the plane, because of the divine plane that his uh, power is coming from is actually yeah, in the yeah. neutral good of the um, of the whole sphere, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. So it's actually neutral good on that line, so that's what. So I that was my mistake, and I think I think it was I think Leo was still DMing at the time, and I said to us, "Hey Leo, I'm actually I'm technically neutral good, not lawful good." Doesn't so I'm glad he yeah. let me fix that. <laughs> Told is neutral. Yeah, you're just true neutral. You just well I'm the way do I this, and this is what's going to happen. <laughs> the, the way the way I looked at it, he he grew up in a privileged life, right? So it's probably a little bit of, uh, you know, I'm number one. So, <laughs> so you know, that, that's what I, I kind of figure neutral. You know, I'm going to do what's best for me, right? Or what I feel is best to do. So that, that's why I kind of went with neutral. What's Adrian? Uh, Adrian is lawful neutral. Pretty pretty neutral group then. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, well, we've got. <laughs> we got one skewed. evil person, I guess. We're skewed towards lawful neutral. With one good person, one evil person, <laughs> two lawful. Yeah, I, I don't know if you noticed it on the sh on the shows, but uh, yeah, Harlow and Ron kind of get on each other's nerves a little bit once in a while. <laughs> Ron's like, you said so, you weren't going to do this again. <laughs> yeah. I we'll just, see uh, if uh, Adrian sells us all out. Oh. Yeah. This, we'll see. This is going to be a lot of sell out, selling out right now. <laughs> did did uh, Ryan sell out when we tried to get through the gate? Hmm. Or was he just coming clean with his group like everybody else was with their own individual groups? And I call, I do call uh, Harlequin's dad their own group. So, yeah, Brigandar. Yeah, the Brigandar is their own entity as well. I'd um, say yes. Nicholas helped you along. Yeah, thank God. Thank God I rolled high on those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or sorry, Nicholas tried to help you along. <laughs> and then rolled a 10. <laughs> And Tolv actually doesn't have a group. Like again, going with the whole true neutral thing. Yeah, I don't really. I'm not. I don't belong to a faction. I. I think. Again, growing up with two parents that were adventurers, they kind of, you know, you hear the stories and they 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 kind of guided me. 
um, if I was going to become an adventurer. And obviously I had the talent to do so. <clears throat> and uh, you had the pedigree. <laughs> I had the pedigree. So um, it was in the genes. Yeah. I also wanted to bring up for Tolv okay. something that, that was really um, kind of important for him was that ring of protection. I don't know how oh, many yeah. times, I don't know how many times, I mean, I, I'd love to go back and, and figure it out, but I know it's a bunch where um, yeah. he rolled a 20. Double you know, if there's a 20 hit, no, a 20 doesn't hit. <laughs> that one point. One it, point. All that matters sometimes. Yeah. It, it was it was pretty big. Yeah. Um, so I think that thing saved my ass a lot of time. And, and the clockwork, uh, yeah. Which has which, changed hands quite a bit. <laughs> who has it now? Huh? Oh, I got it. Yeah, that's right. It, 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 it's yeah. went around the party at least once. Uh, I got it. I got I it back. I think Leo's had it. it was, uh, Leo, you know, Leo once... had it for one for one fight he did. But he didn't use it either. I had it for like... You had it. I had it. Paul's had it I, twice now. I used it when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Leo will never forget. Oh, no. Um... Yeah, that clockwork was so. We're talking about the clockwork where um, you could just, just get a ten, just once it's a day. Roll ten, yeah. Roll a ten um, before modifiers and stuff. Which is, it's you know, not the strongest item ever, but it's so it broadly can't be applicable. In certain situations, like if you're like yeah. in a situation where our constitution saving throws that our entire group basically has, that's an automatic twenty roll. Pretty much. Yeah. It's really good. It's good. Uh, I mean, once a day, you can almost guarantee a hit, right? Because I got a plus 10 to hit with my, uh, you know, with my club. That's the other funny part. So, yeah. yeah so his, his thing's a club. It's not like it's a big sword or <laughs> just a freaking club. Bam, bam. It's a plus yeah. one club. It's a plus, plus one, club. one club. Which does That's 1d8 the... because of Shillelagh. Yep. <laughs> plus 2d8 booming blade plus one. There's <laughs> oh. too so many anyway, layers to that cake. There's too many layers yeah, to your cake. It, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. That's yeah. why when you hear me when, when we play, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm doing this, 1d8 for this, 1d8 for the two, because it's, it's, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make a mistake. And even though, and we did the last, uh, when we were, right, um, not the last session. We've made a, we've made a few mistakes. We've made a few. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do like the clock. I think the clock is pretty cool, but that ring of protection saved my ass. I don't know how many times. Definitely. Yeah. Or how about the boots of the Winterland for Ryan? Oh my oh. God, those things! <laughs> I... Oh wait, it's cold damage. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's cold damage. Yeah. Uh... We all casted those things off too. We were like, oh whatever. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, what that, yeah. That, yeah. Ryan's been hit with cold damage like how many times? Like six, seven times. We've all been hit by cone <laughs> of cold. Oh, I think. I also think that Tolv has been hit with more um, crits than anybody else. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he just attracts the crits. Yeah, your crit magnet, that's for sure. The only, well, you don't get many attacks on a rogue or a wizard. 
You well, get them all on the cleric and the paladin. Yeah, I and, mean, you're you're in the front line again because you're you're a cleric on the front line, so you're gonna you're gonna be getting those rolls coming at you, and especially you because you got the AOE for Spirit Guardians, the smashing giant club of doom coming at people, <laughs> and you got, I mean, you are you have a target on you. Yeah, when we're when we're fighting the dragon in the uh, uh, what dragon was that? Uh, well, we fought three different dragons, I believe, right? The, the one where I moved and Two. I got the opportunity attack on me. Venom Fang <laughs> and, and the Fang ghost and the ghost, the which Ryan's killed both, by the way. Yes, Ryan's had the finishing blow on both of them. So, Glory Paladin. <laughs> I well, that has to. That has to count for your oath, right? Oh yeah, it does. Oh yeah. Like that's points with no banyan, right? This is your story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good times. Well, we have one more character to go through, and unfortunately, he wasn't with us to the end of this game. Well, he has popped up a couple times. <laughs> he, he comes up a couple of times beyond the grave. <laughs> yes, he's come. He's come up. He's popped up twice, almost three times. Because uh, post game, uh, which was on the stream, I think uh, he was when Ryan went to hell. He did was gonna pop in, I guess, to help. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk yeah. about strings now. Oh, strings! <laughs> uh, Probably one of the weirdest characters I've ever made. He's definitely, definitely chaotic character, and he's yeah. a he was well, a he's, uh, he's true neutral. Yeah, same as Tolv, but a different kind of neutral, though. Different kind of true neutral. He had a strange vibe. Yeah. Uh, he was he was a strange, strange man. And he was a tiefling, too. Yes, he was a tiefling, though you wouldn't know it, because he always wears the mask. Well, let me ask you about tieflings, because tieflings are treated differently in each table. Like, mm -hmm. for, tie for tiefling, for us, like, how do we play it as? Because it's technically a fiendish race. But it, does society look at him that way in our group or campaign, I guess, is my question. Well, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't think so. Uh, so Strings, I envisioned him being a tiefling as some sort of family curse. Like, generations ago, his ancestors made a deal with uh, the, the devil Lord Glazia. And now they are cursed for every sixth child to be a tiefling. Souls bound to the to the depths of hell. And he's each child what number like what eighteen, twelve, some multiple 24. of six. <laughs> <laughs> I I twenty fourth of the line. <laughs> no, secretly he's child number six hundred and sixty six. Ah. There it is. <laughs> uh, which is why he's the special one, of course. But you did level up to 11 for our 11-12 uh, range. So this is what your direction would have been. This is where strings would have gone. Uh, he, as a level 11 character, would have only had 59 hit points. <laughs> Cap of Ryan. He, he was cannon fodder. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> he... Uh, so he only had a con of 12, and that doesn't add up very quick. 
it didn't help that he rolled for his health and rolled a one twice and then yeah. rolled a two. Um, but yeah, health-wise for everybody, you can have two options. Either you can roll for it based on your hit die, which for strings would have been 1d8. Or you could take the hit die of the class you leveled up in and you take the average rounded up by one point. So instead of 1d8 instead of being 4, it would have been 5. So if you, if you want to take the average, it would have been 5. Or you could try to roll for it, try to get a 6, 7, or 8 to really boost it up if you want to. I've been taking average. Paul, I think I've been taking average too, right? Average, um, yeah, I always take yeah. average. Because uh -huh. it's always actually, it's not even average, it's actually above average. Right. Technically, because yeah. average would be four or four and a half or something. We like maybe call it default. Yeah, <laughs> default health. Uh, if Strings had taken the default, he would have been at 69 health. This is a big difference. It's seven different, it's seven more HP. It's not, not, not a thing to sneeze at, it's like almost a whole level worth. That that's ten health, which for him is almost a two lot. levels of health. Mm. Yeah, it was real fun when uh, I rolled that one and I leveled up and gained two health. <laughs> it's like, did, did you did you level up? Did you remember do your health when you leveled did you, up? It's did like... you actually level up? <laughs> so strings was a creation bard. Full straight bard. He College had some, of creation. Yeah. College the, the, of creation had some uses. The ladder. What was it? The ladder. What? What? What did he create that we? He created we used? a ladder. Um, he created a battering ram to save Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got uh, a couple things. I mean, he it, created a giant wooden block to save us from a collapsing like river system once oh that's right that's when the um and that side the, uh, the cave yeah where i got wolfie mm -hmm. he used his motive <laughs> potential to help ryan get wolfie yeah wolfie died in that same fight as uh strings did, actually no no wait no, he survived was... strings died first where did Wolfie yeah. die? No, Wolfie died to the dragon. He died to the dragon, the dragon fight. Yeah, yeah Wolfie, Wolfie died to the dragon. Strings. So Strings, at the start of the campaign, was 50 years old. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about this. He got hit by a ghost. Got aged to a hundred and something. Then died of old age. <laughs> Yeah, like he like you got like Max rolled almost. Max uh, rolled twice. Yeah, from a from a ghost uh, extra aged ability. him eighty years. So he was a hundred and thirty. Yeah, and with your final breath, you casted like several different things. Oh, I'd, and I I leveled him up to level six for that whole sequence. Just so that he could use his animating performance, animate his own corpse. Oh, that was creepy as fuck. Oh, it was, I, it was fitting. Uh, for... Everything about strings was meant to be creepy. Because his whole worldview was, I am a character in a story, and I should act like a character in a story. 
So creepy doll that's obviously going to possess me. Well, of course I'm going to attune to it. That was another. Leo oh. put us in some really bad positions. Like I knew what that thing was <laughs> before you even attuned or anything. Like yeah, I know oh, what that. Like, like Saberwolf knew what the item was. Ryan, of course, didn't, but I knew what it was. <laughs> Rings as a character knew what it was. And he still went down that road because he had no regard for his own well-being. And as a uh, bard, you were basically the healer of the group for a time. Because, again, (laughs) Tolv over here, down here, not that kind of cleric. (laughs) No, that's right. Okay, so this spell list is slightly wrong because I remember I traded out Tasha's hideous laughter for healing word. Right. So that we so that he could heal. But mostly his the original design was just to be a debuffer to throw bane and fairy fire at enemies. Right. And at higher levels hold person, hypnotic pattern, enemies abound, which is a fun spell. It's an intelligence saving throw. And it which is makes, usually a good saving throw against enemies. Enemies are usually which, not intelligent, so pro- not probably wouldn't have been good in Bailey's campaign because of all the wizards, but in Kefia, <laughs> in Kefia, but make the enemies attack each other. Uh, That's how he should also have suggestion, because you know suggestion. It's an amazing spell. Uh, it's not on this list, but yeah, you, should, you, should, you would have had that, I think. He had it. Yeah. Uh, I had to rebuild this from scratch. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, animate objects because creation bard. Right, and telekinesis because he animates things. Right. <laughs> and also telekinesis is really good on bards because it's a skill check. Oh god, this is longer than I thought it was. <laughs> Telekinesis is a skill check with your casting stat. Because bards get jack of all trades, they get half proficiency on it too. And it's an object weighing a thousand pounds. And I believe it's also any huge creature? Or it's any creature of any size, but they make a strength save. Uh, yep, huge or smaller, yep. Strength ability check. That that was gonna be his big play most of the time. Just picking up big, just pick up giants, huge sized people, and going wee. Oh, I mean, he would have just been like, "Oh, Catvia, you, you're in the sky now." <laughs> uh, and then he would have also grabbed Hero's Feast because, yeah, can you not? It's Hero's Feast. It's Hero's How do you Feast. Not take Hero's Feast. No. I, also, as he was going to be the de facto healer, he needed. Something. What is scatter? Scatter is a multi-target teleport. It teleports, uh, I want to say, up to five creatures. They get to make a con save if they want, and you get to teleport them anywhere within 120 feet of you. Like, and is each one, like, it can be a different space? Like, you can put... Pull this yeah, one you, over here, put this one over here. Like yeah, that, you can or... teleport each one in a different direction if you want. Where's that from? I've never even heard of this one. That is from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Of course it's from Xanathar's Guide. <laughs> it's not usually a great spell, but I've used it to great effect in the past. 
including killing a Tarask with it. Okay. Or in a in a one shot, Leo ran earlier. Oh, uh, yeah, the one that uh, the, one the one that, that failed to record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it sure. really didn't happen. It really didn't happen. Yeah, like the uh, first yeah the first seven episodes didn't happen either. <laughs> the first entire season never happened. Yeah. Well. Oh, I was oh. yeah. It was it, we were a new group together, and you know we weren't sure about things yet until we got a little. Yeah, more this is where strings would have gone. He would have been the absolute squishiest, but he would have been a battlefield control healer. And he probably would have died a thousand times over because he has a plus one con save. <laughs> yeah, that that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> no. No, he it strings was always going to die. <laughs> oh, and I strings also had um he had a uh what one of the dark pacts from Van Richten's guide. In which he could use a reaction to give someone disadvantage on their attack against him. Oh, that's interesting. But if he rolled a natural one he on anything, uh, it did some random effect. Like making him deaf. Or... Didn't, yeah, that, I think he did that once, right? Yeah, he did, I, did I, it a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had so much going on. I, I also like, well, I know we talked a little bit about um, the vampire, but when we were in there and um, for some reason, uh, Inti's character had to roll war. Uh, what was it on the... Uh... Yeah, Inti's character had been cursed with wild magic. Yeah, that was it, the wild magic oh, table. Yeah. I think that would be fun. I mean, I, it wouldn't be my first choice in Sorcerer, but I think, like, I think it would be fun. <laughs> Every well, time Enti rolled on the Wild Magic table, it rolled exactly what needed to happen. Like, oh no, he that goes down amazing. in the dragon fight. He gets regeneration because, and yeah. resistance to all damage. Yeah, because each each um, each Wild Magic thing is like two. There's like two, two for percent. each. So there's a so there's a one in fifty chance of certain things happening. And he rolled the exact one he needed. Every time. Yeah. Every, Every time. time. Yeah, it's like, we were oh, like, you're charmed? Breaks the charm. Potted oh. plant. Potted plant. <laughs> no. No, we're just going to go to a different freaking plane of existence for a turn to break okay. charm. And we're going to get resistance to all damage. And I resisted all damage in the middle of a dragon fight. <laughs> and regeneration in that same fight. Oh, yeah, and the regeneration. I forgot that. <laughs> oh, my but goodness. Wild magic is fun. If if anyone wants to play a wild magic sorcerer in my campaign, I I, I would I would wish I wish the wild mag, wild barbarian magic one was better. Yeah, which I'm kind of interested in what because critical has their own thing right now with Talison doing his thing right now, and I'm kind of interested in what's going to flush out to because it is using uh, the dunamancy hmm. uh, shtick in his build. And doing wild magic off of that, which I guess the first iteration of it is it was was overpowered as as hell, and Matt had to dial it back considerably <laughs> before they started their campaign. 
But from what it does, it's like it's a lot better and more useful, but it still is at random. So still, you still have to gauge your gameplay around what happens. But it's not stupid dumb like the current one is. Like I, I, I just don't. There's, like it. there's also that, it's it's the spirit bard, which is kind of like a wild magic bard. Yeah. But Wild Magic Sorcerer did it best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's just the, the random of it all. You know, it's just... Uh, uh, anyway, that's another... We'll, we'll talk about that another day. Oh, yeah. Chaos. Sorry, Can't chaos. do a whole yeah, podcast chaos. about the randomness of Wild Magic. <laughs> uh, what if yeah. we all had... <laughs> and Strings... So Strings' story is now that uh, he is in hell as a devil... Which has popped up twice. Nice. Which like is you pop- said. He's popped up twice. And uh, his exact status in hell is being uh, processed in the courts of hell. And it will continue to be processed forever. Yeah. Because he threw so many wrenches at it that it's just going to keep going. Because he had multiple contracts with multiple different uh, demons or deities, he's, right? He sold his soul three times. So that's an interesting thing to fight about in court. Yeah. Who has custody of strings? Uh, for now, I assume he's just doing mercenary work. It's just like, ah, you know, pay me at a slightly higher rate than your other devils, and I'll do whatever you want. Pay you? Is there even currency in, <laughs> in uh, the souls. Nine Hells? Yeah, souls. Strings has no moral obligation to not take souls. <laughs> that's true yeah I'm... I was just thinking of a campaign where we have two or three Which wild magic sorcerers in theory oh. all of hell knows insane. that we have the eye of Vecna I'm sorry what was that yeah in theory anyone who any devil who wants information on the eye of Vecna can get it from strings Mm. that's a thought well I mean it would probably only be the two or three sellouts he did it to right no would no because yeah. they, they're very like because the whole deity system and, and the night house like that they're but very like stingy with modus. their information they get they don't share their information with the other you know yeah but one of them is Asmodeus, so... Oh, okay, well, the big guy knows, then that's all you need to know. <laughs> the big guy knows. Yeah, one of the top ten most powerful deities in the in the world, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Asmodeus cares. Probably, well, mm, probably not. I mean, where is Vecna located? Like, and he, and by the way, Vecta is now 5e, yay! <laughs> At the time where we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, and the stat block is, would wreck us at the moment. Uh, you think? I think I posted it on our channel. Teleport, I heal like 80 points. <laughs> oh, you cast a spell? Counterspell. Oh, wait, you cast another spell? Oh, I'm going to counterspell that again. But you already countered. Nah, I can do that three times. I can three times around. <laughs> Oh, what's that? It's a fifth level <coughs> spell? I don't care. Yeah. Oh, and because you got counterspelled, you take damage. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, wait, now you can't heal. 
Oh yeah, I hate you. You can't heal. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, and here's ninety-six damage. <laughs> Splat. That can kill strings twice over. <laughs> oh, we're. Oh, thank God we're going to level twenty. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we're at Vecna level yet. No. Uh, and I'm the only thing that scares me is that Bailey might make something scarier. Yeah, Bailey's been creating a lot of cool monsters, which will be probably our next uh, podcast is uh, homebrewing monsters and stuff like that. I know Bailey wants to get on that. I know Sean wants to get on that topic too. So uh, yeah. we'll try to get that going. If we can get Bailey a camera. <laughs> Keep peer pressuring him, guys. Keep peer pressuring him. Get in the comments. <laughs> I'd... Tell him he needs to get a camera. We, if if we get ten followers, <laughs> we get ten followers. Hey, I, I have okay. My Twitch channel now has like sixty now, I think, and my um, my YouTube still has over nineteen hundred. So yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we got we got a bit of following. Perhaps we could uh, close off the stream talking about our yep uh, old characters from uh, uh, season one. I don't have that prepared. <laughs> uh, just, just, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, it's just brief, like a brief stuff. load blurb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, brief... What's this? Let's talk about the like, character from last campaign. Just see like where we came from mm -hmm. and like one of the one or two big moments they had, I guess. So we'll come right back on to Paul. Cause Paul's been, Paul started this whole thing has been waiting the longest. So what was your character last campaign? You remember? My last character. Yeah. Zane. <laughs> Zane. That was. Zane. He was a Sorlock, uh, uh, a uh, sorcerer oh, yeah. warlock, um, and so well, I think really, I, I just got back into D and D, um, and I think we put a little let's <clears throat> feather it in for everybody too. Yeah. It was right before the pandemic, right? Um, we, you know, I um, I went on Roll Twenty and just happened to see you guys were looking for another player, and I jumped in there. And you guys, yeah, let's do it. So anyway, that was what two two years ago. Uh, that it was, was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. November twenty nineteen. Yeah. So right after my birthday, when we, when we got together. Yeah. So we did that for what I don't know, maybe a month or so, and then uh, we had one member who was a little strange. I don't know. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to dive, we're not, we're not dive in that one. Anyway, Inti oh. came in. We, we look, we were looking for a DM. Inti came in. He, he, he ran uh storm King's thunder for us. And that was during the whole pandemic. And that was great. Um, so mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyway, saved our sanity. Yeah, it oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's when I, 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 you know, just got into D and D again, you know, until I'm a little older. So I was playing a long time ago and then I stopped and then here I am. So, uh, yeah, so I, I did a Sorlock, um, Zane, um, and had fun with them. You know, I mean, Eldridge Blast just. <laughs> Eldridge Blast from darkness, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because you used to yeah, cast my, black it, darkness yeah. around yourself and just pew, 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 Which, range. with that build, uh, some people criticize the darkness devil sight combo. Yeah. But. But <laughs> in that game, darkness saved all of us so many times. Just like 
yeah, we'll just dip in so that we don't take this opportunity attack from a storm giant. Yeah, yeah I, I was worried about that too because I was like, because I, you know, I did some reading and people like, oh, you know, be careful with darkness because you know you're gonna screw over your teammates, blah blah blah. And I think the first time I did it, uh, uh, a Saber's character jumped into the darkness. I was like, well, okay, so it must be okay. <clears throat> so anyway, that was Zane. I thought he was a pretty good character. He uh, he was he got pretty powerful a, at the end. Um, I thought he had you know, a good, but, he had a pretty good uh, revenge plot line. I oh yeah that, yeah I remember that. Kind of cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got to remember it now because his uh, his the, master uh, yeah the warlock killed his master yeah and so and he eventually killed the warlock yeah in the campaign in the campaign it was a dwarf right. It was, yeah, it was a, oh yes, it was. Uh, what was the dwarf's name? The Weevil. Weevil. The Weevil. And I could not keep. I remember t my character chasing him one time. I couldn't keep up with him. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I think it was for. I think it was yeah. for uh, story purposes, but still. I think I killed him. He had like three hit points left, and I put a fireball on. Yeah. <laughs> from what I remember. Incinerated. <laughs> oh yeah. What was yours? So. What was yours, Sean? My guy from. Oh, we, we just saw him, actually, like, last... We just, yeah, we just we saw just, him last... Yeah. We just saw him. Nicholas of West Harbor, who was originally just supposed to be a, a battle master with Polar Master all the way. But I very quickly realized that in Storm King's Thunder, um, if I wanted to be the frontliner in a group where everyone else's AC was four points higher than mine, <laughs> I needed to rage. And you also looped in. Actually, we, you and I were talking about this like late one night on what to do with Zane and what direction to go in. And I actually kind of said maybe you should try like the the barbarian uh, ghost, whatever that was, mm -hmm. a totem ghost, whatever it was. Yeah, ancestral guardians. Ancestral guardians, yeah. And and thus the uh, the spirit commander is born. Yep. Uh, simple. He didn't really have a character arc in Storm King's Thunder. No, he didn't really. We never really uh, got yeah. to it. His character arc happened here in the sequel. Actually, yeah, it did. <laughs> 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 oh, man. However, you did that. I forgot where we were, but you were training the guys on how to use their... Yeah, he... Every once, every time he comes across some people, he'll just be like, he'll just train them how to uh, take the polar master feet. Yeah. My turn. Is it my turn? Yeah. Off to Therese. So Therese. So Therese is probably my favorite character in any RP setting I've ever played him in. He's you know various races and stuff like that, but the but the version that we played him. And I wish we recorded the whole series because that is his m primary version I love the most. And shout out to Enti, who unfortunately is still not with us in this iteration for this current campaign we're in right now. Um, but shout out to him for allowing me to use a UA version of Artificer. It was the uh, it was the Arcanist, which was a yeah. UA version of basically the armor slash um what's the other one that ended up coming out it's kind of a little bit of armor but also was a little bit of like another part of artificer 
it's well it was kind of a scribe thing yeah a scribe that's what it is yeah it kind of turned into a wizard class after this it was armor slash scribe wizard was in the what was officially published but anyway, so shout out to him for allowing me playing a UA, but having an elf with a prosthetic left arm, which he used as a gauntlet, enabled to help him channel the ability to control magic, which we he was harassed with growing up, and was finally able to meet with a... We, we met up in a meeting with a wizard at some point in the game, which and allowed Luskin. him... Yeah, Luskin. And allowed him to be able to do dunamancy. Because we wanted to bring, because I wanted to be him to be a wizard dunamancy to help control his fate, because it's all about trying to control his future, and mm -hmm. so that's where the dunamancy part came in. So again, shout out for another new added to D and D in the process for allowing me to do that too, and that was basically his arc to do that. And the coolest thing that he did, which ended up backfiring in the end halfway through the uh, mission, was him jumping up, doing a black flip out of the airship. And doing the Captain America dive at the beginning of only beginning of Captain America movie where he just jumps out is like, did he have a shoot on? No, he didn't. No. And he just jumps out of the airship, thousands of feet in the air, just before he hits the water, casts Featherfall. So he slides into the water for zero damage, flips up his hood, which is the hood which he had clothed in the manta ray, which allowed him to breathe underwater and swim at high speeds under the water to get to the edge of this uh, giant goblin base of dam or something, mm -hmm. and to cast invisibility to infiltrate it. And then immediately got captured. And immediately got, went up to a tower and got surrounded by the, the bad guys that we were actually trying to fight to begin with in the end game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, all I was trying to do was go up there and get a bird's eye view. That's all I was trying to do. Hey, you know... <laughs> We all eventually did the airship drop onto uh, the cloud giant castle. Yeah. Yeah. Zane and uh, Therese were both had the same background. So we were both bounty hunters and we both yeah. knew each other. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. We had our, yep. we, yeah, Paul and I kind of bind our stories. We were partners in bounty hunting. And I believe, and your master was part of our group, I think. Yeah. And, he got murdered, and we were trying to figure out how or who did it. So, so what? Um, so, how many years has gone by since then to uh, what we're campaign now? So it was the end of the end of that campaign to the beginning of the current one was one year. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very long. It was one so, year, and then however many, however much time has passed during so, the campaign. So think about this: you went to the. Um, Therese went to these to the um, the wizard in Luskin in that tower, just saying could have been my uh, my current character's mother. Uh, yeah, actually, well, I mean, it ended up being a dude, but it probably, I mean, jiving if we cut our stories together, yeah, that probably yeah. Was, probably would have been uh, Toll's mom. If we if we want to make everything like yeah, more yeah. like kind of kind of yeah go together, that's but a cool yeah, thought. I just I just thought about that when you were saying that's I was like really oh yeah cool, actually. that's right you did go to yeah. we do yeah and the other the other thing was when Therese when the the uh, the spell shield around Silvery Moon got yeah. shattered and and the guy the only guy apparently who was in charge of Silvery Moon who knows knows how to run it 
was the bad guy who double-crossed Silvery Moon. And so Therese was, and of course, Therese, okay, Therese is a dick. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> he's a bit of, he's a bit of a know-it-all dick. So he's like, why the hell does anybody know not to do this? And he just runs in the room, rolled a nat 20. <laughs> With calligraphers' With tools. With calligraphers' tools. Because I was trying to figure out the runes and how to fix this. And, uh, and just for story's sake, I managed to stop the degradation of the shield around this, but there's still had holes in it where they still invaded in and, you know, and holes, the sword, one sword hole progress, but yeah. in the very top. So only flying creatures can enter. Yeah. So which, dragons or their own airship or whatever, or flying or, giants. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. A giant flying cloud castle. Yeah. As that it too. happened. <laughs> I just, just oh, came not, up with a wacky immediately idea. After that, Zane cast a fireball at a magic stone that doubled the effect of all spells cast at oh, it. Yes. Oh, oh my god, that was insane. I was a little fireball happy. Well, that whole campaign because, was fireball happy. Well, the thing was, Zane was a sorcerer too, right? So yeah. what he would do is throw throw out the fireball and, you know, uh, quicken it, right? So that would be a bonus action, right? And then he would fire off to uh, Eldritch Blast just for yeah, why not? And I want to say that fireball killed two cloud giants at the same yeah. time. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it like doubled the effect or something. It was like something ridiculous. Yeah. And then <laughs> since everybody in the group had fireball, well, at least, uh, I mean, our, I mean <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, Sean, obviously. I didn't have spells. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, um, but since everybody did, like, I didn't want to cast fireball because I was a wizard too. So mm -hmm. I ended up taking the alternate, which was Pulse Wave, I think it was. Yeah, which came came in came in handy a few times. Yeah, it did. Uh, I know Nicholas. Nicholas was so the biggest challenge with Nicholas was that he was a melee character, and the maps were really big. <laughs> oh, like the giant one and the giant um, cafeteria. I want. I just for lack of a better term of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, where every space was like 10 or 15 or something like that. Took us three rounds to get. <laughs> to yeah, get just to get like, anywhere. <laughs> and, you know, there lots of times there'd be walls <laughs> preventing us from getting to things. So, yeah, I couldn't really rely on hitting things with a stick all the time. Yeah, but good. ah, Nicholas got so many magic items, so many. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were loaded with magic items. It's like here, range javelin of lightning, which was AOE on a fighter. Oh, one time uh, the giant wizard casts a wall of force, blocking us all out. I pick the stone wall next to it. And knock it down with the ring of the ram. Oh, uh, yeah. Ring of the ram. That was the fun. Ring of the ram, yeah. The ring of the ram, which is usually used as like, oh yeah, it does like two d10 damage for every charge you expend. I don't use it for damage. Oh, and then that same uh, wall of force fight. Do you remember Teresa's a uh, ninety foot teleport? The ninety foot misty step. The ninety foot <laughs> misty step. 
because I made it on the point of my uh, familiar, which was a again UA. Mind. Yeah, and I made that to be the point of it, so I ended up misty stepping to that, which of course put me in the room by myself against the big bad guy, <laughs> and yeah. I did die, <laughs> um, or at least went down. You went down, but we all got. Well, Trace went yeah. down a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I had the. Um, I think I had the long sword of uh, warning. Yeah, I got that a long time, like in. Or, yeah. at, hand crossbow it, of warning, but yeah. Yeah. It was something. I know I had something of warning, and you guys were like, "Yeah, buy it, buy it." I was like, "I don't know," you know. War anything thing, warning is like the best. Is like. Is one <clears> of the oh best my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all good, man. It's all good. Um, so yeah, I got that thing and yeah, that same that just, you know, basically gone first every every encounter, you know, so <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, Teresa's big magical item was the glimmer leather armor. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't really get many uh, magical items. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't remember much else. Oh, uh, don't forget! Don't forget the uh, uh, shared fanny pack. Yeah, yeah, which allowed us, which allowed everybody to talk to me mentally, so I could mentally, uh, telepathically talk to everybody within, I don't know how many miles that was, within X I, amount of miles. Yeah, I it was. <laughs> it was useful. Oh yeah, it's... it came in use a couple times. Yeah, yeah. it did. I had a, uh, I had. Mithril scale mail, very nice. I had a ring yep. of cold resistance. I had the cloak of elven kind, Nicholas, and the long sword of warning. Nicholas had oh, infinite dread armor. Well, infinite range used. on the on the on the mind thing, but I think the, uh, but I think it was was a uh, um, the it was the infusion that had the limit to it. Oh, and then there was the pixie dust that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's been a that's been a that's been a multiple campaign staple now. <laughs> Yeah, we still have some in this one. Yeah, which you, which uh, you, somebody no, used last fight. No, Adrian used the last of it. Oh no, we're out of it. We're out of pixie dust. We oh. still have one dust of dryness. Oh, that's, I keep forgetting we have that thing. I gotta add that to my list of things. I'll it's send just, to Bailey. It's just a shatter. Yeah. Yeah. That pixie dust, though, it. It was so good in the final fight when we were all like, well, we haven't used any of this, so let's just use all of our consumables when we go kill this ancient blue dragon. That's true. So we yeah. fought two dragons already. How many more dragons do you think we're going to fight here? Oh. oh. Uh, I... Knowing how much Bailey's been pulling from Fizban's treasury of uh, dragons, lots of dragons. Yeah, probably lots of dragons. I think we're going to wrap up the stream here, anyways, because we're coming yeah. up on uh, two hours now, so uh, that's fine. Um, so, any last thoughts, character-wise? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll save we'll save our next campaign characters because we still got nine more levels of this campaign to get through. <laughs> so we got plenty of time to talk about our future characters, which. Yeah, um, I think I think our characters changed a little bit since then. I think we're starting to become the Avengers there for a little bit. <laughs> we we were, but now now we're not. Now now we're not anymore. No, some people change their minds on things. So 
Yeah, I just don't know where I want to bring uh, Tolf to, you know. Um, but I, I know the next day I saw I definitely either going to be like a telekinesis or or uh, just to shove things or pull things into my uh, my zone of uh, death. Or I would like to probably go with Resilient Con, one of the two, so. Mm. It's it's hard when Bailey keeps throwing concepts at us. Yeah, that, that that's for sure. I mean, Ryan, he I'm forced to take one level of sorcerer as my next level, as I demonstrated here. And after that, I'm just plowing down Paladin the rest of the way. I think because I mean, I mean, Tolv needs a needs a buddy in the pit, you know. I I, I might go one more level of. Uh wizard um i would just like invisibility just for that first you know it's 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 nice if i was invisible because i was thinking about this if i was invisible and then i could turn on my sphere of guardian at you know the highest level without any worries about you know counterspell is it weird that the rogue is the only one that can cast invisibility at the moment uh well i mean ryan could uh, but yeah, I can cast invisibility on you. Yeah, and we also have two potions of invisibility. Yeah, I don't want you, you know. Just thinking out loud, you know what I'm saying? Because I know uh, Bailey's probably going to be doing a lot of uh, counter spells on us. So, <laughs> yeah. But if you're counter spelling the rogue, what does your life come to? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but for Ryan, I think it's going to end up being 16 levels of Paladin, 4 levels of Sorcerer, because there's no 17th level Paladin anything. Uh, it goes from 16 and it jumps to 18, and I can't get uh, to the 18 for the aura improvements, actually, because aura improvements is actually at 18. 17th gives you 5th level Paladin spells. Yeah, but I'm already going to have 5th level slots to do other things with. Well, but, yeah. So I think I'm going to end up with four Sorcerer and 16 Paladin to get other feats. And again, we have the whole talent tree thing that we can dip into too. So I can also we're, pull some stuff from that. We're only getting one more talent point, I believe. Um, but can we, can't we do it as a feat? Uh, can we, can't we do it as a uh, ASI? Bailey's been allowing us... Bailey hasn't said anything about that, so I wouldn't assume so. He has said, though, that he's giving us probably three. Probably. All right. Um, but yeah, but that would give that would give Teresa not Ryan. Um, the big thing of Ryan is his 15th level, which is glorious defense, uh, which basically is a shield. I can cast basically shield on anybody within 10 feet of me that gets hit by an attack as an ability. It's it's good. Yeah, I mean that is. And uh, Adrian's going probably eighteen and fighter two. Oh, eighteen fighter. Uh, rogue fighter two rogue eighteen. Yeah. And well, I'm definitely going seventeen levels of at least seventeen levels of cleric. I'll get that fly ability at level <laughs> 17. 
Oh, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Twelve is going to be able to fly? Yeah. I think it's worse than that. I think it's the whole party gets to fly. I, I don't know. I don't think... No, or, no. no that's the sorcerer. Yeah, that's the sorcerer. The sorcerer. sorcerer can make everybody fly. The yeah, storm so. sorcerer can make the whole party fly. Which is uh, great if you're level 18. Yeah, so, but you can't do it inside, but so, but whatever. Yeah, Toll's Tull, biggest weakness has been inside of buildings this whole campaign. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, that's, that's how just... high is the roof of me here? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> thunder cloud in here. Yeah. The thing is, if you take da- if you, if I get, a, you know, lightning damage, you get knocked back ten feet. So that's why I'm always asking because if I'm, if anything's around me, you know. Mm. <laughs> I or can... that that call lightning gets to be pretty cool outside, you know. Start knocking things around. I can see Tolv getting some sort of grappler fee, grabbing somebody, jumping into the air, flying, and then smite them back to the earth with acceleration of like some sort of lightning cast. It's like jump up, grab them, and then shove them back down to the earth for fall damage and lightning shove damage and whatever. Oh yeah, that's that's the other thing that uh, arcane tricksters at level seventeen uh, get the ability to make a spellcaster forget a spell. Oh, nice! <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> All right, anything else there before we wrap it up? Yeah, no. Well, dragon's breath would be another one I might want to do. <laughs> If you think about that for a second, lightning breath, dragon's breath. No, I mean, so, lightning yeah, lightning. Or... Yeah, yeah, lightning breath. So it's a 15 foot cone. So, and I push things back 10 feet. Yeah. He'll definitely get people off of you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, it's only if you cast it on yourself, though, because you right. have to deal the damage. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So if you cast it on the familiar, I don't think it counts. Nope, it wouldn't. However, it'd be fun. Be fun. Well, I mean, Dragon's Breath and Familiar is always good. Oh, it's always good. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. <laughs> Especially I all mean, our sect, all your guys' familiars fly, and they're all owls. <laughs> well, no, one's a bat. One's a bat. One is a bat. Named Bruce Wayne. Um, <laughs> all yes. right, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, so we'll do this again. Uh, we'll try to do these in here when um, we don't have a game night like that. So uh, we'll try to fill it in with some of this. Um, basically sit down, talk about bills, talk about monsters, talk about UAs that might come out. Just little yeah. D&D stuff. Because some of the conversations get cut off. Because we'll be sitting up for another hour, hour and a half after the session just chatting about various things. And I guess this kind of brings that over into a more structured format, I guess, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. So hope you guys appreciate it and hope we'll uh, continue to do it. Yep. And uh, right. if you want to catch our streams, uh, they're usually on Fridays at, what is that, 7 p.m. Eastern time? 7 p.m. Eastern, PM 6, 6 p.m. Central for where Sean is. <laughs> 5 p.m. on the West Coast for... Uh, that's for um, oh wait, who's on West Coast? Bailey. Bailey. Oh, no. no, he's Central, no. right? Oh, he's Central. Bailey's, Bailey. I think Bailey's Mountain Time. Mountain. Oh, Mount. Yeah, the he's... the aforementioned Mountain Time, but nobody ever talks about. 
He's mountain time and he doesn't do daylight savings. Yes. So he's technically yeah, he's technically Pacific then. Technically. And Leo, I think, is central time? He's central Canadian. Yeah, central Canadian. <laughs> and we're not even gonna figure we're not even zone. gonna figure out NT's time zone. <laughs> uh NT's time zone. Oh here we go. Per... I challenged him. It's uh 8 p.m. Central for him, or it's 8 p.m. for him because he's on. I, it's so we got uh, that's 17, 18, GMT 19, plus four, I want to say 20. Or, yeah, yeah. All righty, well, that'll wrap it up for us for tonight. We'll come back with uh, I guess we're talking about monsters next time. Some homebrew monsters i think that was homebrew the... mo next time we don't have a game probably okay we'll hook you guys up with that well again i want to thank uh sean and paul for hanging out with uh me for the friday night dice crew uh catch us on twitch.tv forward slash saberwolf gaming that's two m's in gaming also our vod's which like this because we record these those are actually be on my youtube on save under saberwolf 18 Hope you guys enjoyed our uh, little podcast here, and uh, yeah, you all have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.